Hello, everyone. I'm Paul. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Spooky Coop. Welcome to the Spooky Coop. Today, at the Spooky Coop, I'd like to welcome you to our very first podcast. It's a big day. It's a big day for us here. Yeah, that's true. Even the chickens are happy out there. (laughs) So, today we'd like to tell you some strange and unusual paranormal events. Hope you don't mind if maybe we add a little humor here and there, because in this life, Sometimes you gotta laugh a little. Life isn't is that just, true? That's so true, isn't it? Life is just too short. You can't be serious all the time. And if you want to get a good rush and a good scare, you should also get a good laugh and a good chuckle out of life. Yeah, that's true. So, today I want to tell you a story about a strange cemetery that has a pretty unhappy reputation. Oh, you... how strange and unhappy is it? Oh, pretty strange and pretty unhappy. There are a lot of them here in, in the New England area where Paul and I live. This, why, why do these things always happen in New England? Um, maybe because it's a very old, very spooky area. Now, this particular cemetery is called Vale End. I don't know why it's not called Vale's End or Veiled End. It's called Vale End. Now, Vale End is in a small town called Wilton, New Hampshire. Now, if you go there, be careful. Not only will the police show up, especially if you're there after dark, or if you show up with ghost hunting equipment, because the neighbors are really picky about that. But if you show up after dark, you could possibly lose your life. No way. Yes, way. Because people have... Died? Died. No. Yes. Oh. Let me tell you about it. No. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Tell me. All right. There is a mysterious blue lady at Vale N. Blue? Blue lady. I know. There's always a blue lady somewhere. Why not chartreuse or some other color? Yeah. It's always a blue lady or a white lady. You never see a plaid lady, even in a Scottish cemetery. We may find out yet. Yeah, maybe. Hey, if you've ever seen a ghost in a, you know, lady that's plaid in a Scottish cemetery, let us know. Or if you have another story about Vale N, let us know. So... How the stories go. I have three of them. One of them came from a very close personal friend, and two of them were stories that I was told secondhand, meaning that the friend of mine got them from a friend of hers. So here's the first one that I know of, and I know of this firsthand. There was a woman who had a 13-year-old daughter, and her daughter was at a sleepover the night before, and her daughter heard all these weird stories about Vale End and other haunted places in the area. 
and she came home and she said to her mother, we drive by Vale's End, Vale End, every single day and I'm terrified. I don't want to go there anymore. I don't want to drive by there anymore. My friends told me horrible stories and I don't want to go there. And her mother said, hey, it's just a cemetery. It's not even a scary cemetery. It's not like full of old haunted rocks. And, you know, I mean, they keep it up really nice. Half of it is new stones. It's got these beautiful tall trees, you know, these beautiful tall like maple trees and oak trees. Very pretty cemetery. Now, we were there. To be fair, it's not scary in the daytime. Not scary in the but daytime. once dusk arrives and mm. when darkness covers... Yeah. Then but, it has a very, very haunting element to it. Yeah, but it's still haunting in the daytime. Things have still happened. You remember when we went there? Yes. And you remember what happened? I do. I do. When we came back to the car, there was a huge tree limb that had fallen right on the road in front of the car. Yeah. And it took us five minutes to move the darn thing yeah, off it, of the it road. It was huge. Did you hear it fall? No. So if a tree falls and veils in and you don't hear it, did it really fall? I don't know. It really <laughs> fell because <laughs> it was in front of our car. <laughs> Anyhow, so what happened was this woman, let's call her Sharon, and her daughter, Kate. Not Karen? Not Karen. <laughs> Sharon, not Karen. Okay. Not Karen, because she didn't throw a fit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Anyhow, so Sharon takes her daughter to Vail Inn, and she says, see how beautiful it is here? See how nice it is here? And then she goes in the back towards the older part of the cemetery, and she takes her to the Blue Lady, the Blue Lady's Rock. And we'll put that on our Instagram so you can see a picture of it. And when she takes her out there, I think we even ha might have some pictures of the Blue Lady. I don't know. We'll, we'll dig through our stuff, and we'll see if we have a picture. And if we do, we'll put it up there, too. Anyway, when she sees the Blue Lady's Rock, and when you see it, you'll see it's kind of pointed because over the years people chip pieces off of it. Shame on them. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, it's a rock collection. Oh, and I have a story about that too, I'll tell you. So she brings it to the rock and she says, see, there's no problem. And then her daughter says, but there's a story. If you say, blue lady, blue lady, blue lady, come and get me, She'll come and get you, and she might even kill you. And her mother Oof. said, that's ridiculous. You know, it's like saying Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary in a mirror. You know, and the last time I said Bloody Mary, I got, in, a, I got a tomato drink you get, you get with celery in it. Yes. Yeah, you get intoxicated. <laughs> Sometimes without even drinking. Yeah. yeah. Just wisping by the nostrils. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, she, uh, her mother said, oh, that's baloney. And she held up her arms, and she said, blue lady, blue lady, blue lady, come and get me. Anyway, nothing happened. Nothing? And her daughter said, wow, I guess it's stupid. Nothing happened. So. Well, that was a bust. Yeah, that was a real, uh, you know, big excitement. No finish. So, I guess that was a bust. <laughs> so anyway, they leave. No big deal. 
you know. And on the way home, her daughter says, hey, mom, can we stop for a Coke and some chips at the local store? I just, you know, and her mother says, why not? But I'm going to wait here in the car. Here's some money. You run in and get something. And so she's in there, and she's in there for a while, you know. I don't know if there was a line or she's just 13 and can't pick between Doritos and barbecue Doritos, but who knows? You know, cool ranch Doritos, that's what I'd pick. Anyway. So what happens next? So she comes out of the, out of the store, and she doesn't see her mother sitting in the car. You know, she's walking towards the car, doesn't see her mom. So she looks around the parking lot, doesn't see her mom. So she heads to the car, and she opens her door, and there's her mom lying across the front seat, over the, uh, yeah, over the shift and everything, Uh-oh. and uh, her mother's stone dead, oh, absolutely no. dead. She freaks out. At, you know, the ambulance is called. Turns out her mother had a massive coronary. Now her mother's barely forty years old, and dead. That's terrifying. Yeah. What an incredible trauma for a young girl to go through. Yeah, and, you know, so she's, like, convinced the blue lady killed her. Hmm. Uh, did she? Who knows? Maybe she did. A real coincidence, at the very least. Yeah, real coincidence. The curse of the blue lady continues. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. There's more. Oh, yeah. So, now this one may be coincidence. But it may be the curse. So there were four guys, you know, 20-ish, and they had, you know, hung out at a local pub and were going off and getting pretty, pretty drunk. Um, It happens. So they were having a good time. They got themselves more or less wasted. How drunk? Oh, you, I was going to say, how drunk, drunk were what, they? Were they? Were they? Wasted. Okay, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. They were pretty wasted. And so, for fun, they said, let's go off and see the blue lady. So they did. And when they. Now, I heard that one of them was a little bit hesitant. Oh, yeah. Which, one of them was like, which, I'm not going which, into that. Which is cemetery. really amazing to me because they've all been drinking. So yeah. What is it? Is this guy's? Do his better angels come out when he's been drinking? No, I think I don't... he was the designated driver. Ah, okay. Yeah, he only had <laughs> three or four or five beers. Nobody makes a sound judgment after that <laughs> drink. Anyway. Anyway, um, kids don't drink beer if you're a minor. Anyway, so these this guy, he's you know the designated driver, and he's like, I don't really want to play this game. It's it's not the thing I want to do. They said, you know, you're just a jerk. You're just being scaredy cat. But they all head in, and they're his friends, so they drag him in with them. And when he gets in, they all go off to the Blue Lady Stone. And two of them, right away, Blue Lady, Blue Lady, Blue Lady, come and get me. One of them kind of chickened out, and he just said, Blue lady, blue lady, blue lady, and then he chickened out, didn't say come and get me. And the other one just stood there and looked at them like, maybe they had a few screws loose. Yeah, okay. And I don't know, you know, if he thought, well, they're just looking silly, or if he were really afraid of the whole blue lady thing. But he didn't say anything. 
So then one of the neighbors saw them that night out there and heard them, and she opened her window and she shouted out to them, I've called the cops. And so they were like, oh my God, we're in the cemetery, we're obviously inebriated, and we better get out of here. So they ran back to their car. Not a good place to be at, at night. No, especially when you're not supposed to be there. And on top of that, they're all one, most than one to two years underage for drinking. They're going to be a in big trouble for for spend, spending a night in the country club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the the barred the barred window country club. So they decided to get out of there. So they all ran to the car, and their designated driver ended up in the back seat because they were fast. There are two ways to get from Vail's End. Vail End. See, everyone wants to put an S on it and run. One way drives you right back into town, and it's a paved road. And the other way is a dirt road, and that dirt road goes through this wilderness area. And on both sides of the wilderness area, there are sort of swamps and, uh, I guess, you. what would you call that? A great place to make a spooky movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, you know, it's like swamps and high grass, and it's just like, you know, like this wilderness area. And so they decided, or the guy driving decided, if he went down the paveway, that's where the cops are coming from. So he headed through the wetlands. And while they're running through the wetlands, he says, Oh my God, I see blue lights. It's got to be the cops. Drive faster. I'm driving faster. The other guy who happened to be the guy who said, Blue lady, come get me. Mm. He saw the light too. And he said, They're coming faster. Hurry up. Hurry up. The other two guys looked in the back and said, I don't see anything. I don't see any blue lights. Slow down. Slow down. Well, when they were making this curve, they hit an area that was already wet because this was, you know, sort of like the early Mm. summer and the water had gotten in on the road and they ended up skidding and flipping their car over right into the water. Oh, oh no. Mm -hmm. What a horrible way to... Yeah, so, you know, did they end up in the water because they were inebriated, or was there a problem? So a high all probability four of, them, of both, eh? Yeah, yeah. All four of them ended up upside down in the water. Well, the guy who didn't, you know, the, the designated driver who wasn't driving, who didn't say anything, he got out of the car. He had, he didn't even have a scratch on him, and the other guy who said blue lady blue lady but didn't uh say the whole thing he had minor injuries but they weren't bad right and his friend was able to get him out Thank the goodness. other two they couldn't get them out at all oh what a horrible way to go yeah upside down in the water in oh, mucky water yeah, swampy water they probably Ugh. had leeches crawdads snakes <laughs> death by crawdad and All sorts of crawly things. Anyway, emergency services eventually came, mm. and they were passed away by the time they got them out. How horrid. And was that the work of the Blue Lady, or was that the work of Jack Daniels? Maybe a bit of both. Yeah, who knows? 
um, some people say the blue lady. Some people say they were just, you know, kids that partied too hard, drove too fast. Mm -hmm. And then there's one more story I'm aware of, and I'm sure there's a lot more. But there's one more story I'm aware of. There were two women. Now, I may say some of this New Ager, even just saying New Ager, I'm probably saying it wrong. But there are some, this stuff that I don't necessarily understand the words for in this. And if I say the words wrong, I'm really sorry. Okay? There were two women who um, took some Native American drums. And they were part of this drumming circle thing that they do at a meditation type mm -hmm. class. Yep. And they decided that they should go out and do their drumming healing thing at the Blue Lady Stone. And that when they did, that it would release her soul from the pain she's in. They thought that that would... You know, do it. They, you know. they brought this, they thought, of just to do this on their own. Yeah, they thought that that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. and that would release All her. this horrible stuff and rumors, stories, history about this place, and they're going to go have fun at, well, a, I don't at know. their own I really don't That's know. That's awesome. If, <laughs> I really don't know if they knew that stuff. I mean, you know, I, mean, I think that they were trying to help. You know, so they... Well, God love them for trying to help. Yeah. At least wanting to. So what happened to them? So they ended up, you know, sitting in front of her stone and playing their drums. You know, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. And then they did their healing ceremony. Then after it was done, I think they burned sage. And, you know, they did all those things that they felt was the right thing to do. Before they left, each one of them broke a piece off of her stone and took it home with them. Oh, shame on them. Yeah, but hey, then when they got home... I have a question. What? If they were trying to release her and her spirit was attached somehow to this stone, why would they take a piece of it if they weren't trying to release her? It's like they were. some part of them was trying to keep a connection going between themselves and the blue lady. Well, they thought she was gone. They thought they released her. And then they thought, well, we'll take this memento of her. And each one of them had the idea of putting it in a place of honor in their house, from what I was told. So... How odd. Mm, well, it's what they did, okay. you know. Hey, you know, I can't fault them for their beliefs. Were they, were they just naive? I don't know. This or is their belief. Yeah. I think they were good-hearted. Good this is... What they believe, I don't. I wouldn't have done it because I would be thinking, you know, this is probably not cool. But obviously, tons of people it's had done sacred it. Sacred ground. It's very uncool. <laughs> people had done it for it's hundreds of sight. years, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, go look at the picture. People had done this for hundreds of years. So, one of the one and of the most two of them are dead. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? That 99.999999% of the population of Earth are dead. I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, if you go back in all of history, almost everyone in history are dead. Anyone not dead? The people who are living today. That's it. Yeah, everyone who is not living today. No Marvel, like, hero or anything that survived through that? 
I don't think we have any eternal people. Yeah. Unless vampires are real. And we do have some vampire stories oh, that we are do. coming. Oh. Yeah. For we'll a talk future about episode. those later. Okay. For future episodes. Mm-hmm. So. So, anyway, they each brought a piece home. And one of the women who brought a piece home, she ended up driving the next morning to some class she was teaching. Mm-hmm. I guess she did this for a living, these uh, mm. classes. Right. Yoga classes, I think. And on her way to yoga class, and we know this because she lived for a little while after this accident, on her way to yoga class, she felt like somebody grabbed the wheel of her car. And no matter how hard she tried to turn the wheel in the opposite direction, the wheel of her car pulled itself in the bad direction and drove her into a large tree oh. on the road she was on. Oh, not good. Not good. Double plus ungood. Yeah. Yeah. So she hit the tree, and she wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and she went through the, the windshield. Oh, no. She got really bad head injuries. She survived for several days in the hospital, and she told her friends and everyone else that she felt that it was the blue lady had cursed her because she didn't realize that playing an Indian drum in front of the blue lady who lived in a time when Indians were people who were killing the settlers and were at war with the settlers, that she uh, might have Upset her. Yeah. And then by taking a stone home with her, it was a problem. And then after a few days, she passed away. It was not a time of necessarily cultural love and light between the Aboriginals and the European settlers. No. Through that whole period. No, no, no. Actually, actually the uh, Indians had cursed Wilton, and the Wilton Town Hall, which was built on an area of a big Indian settlement that the, the settlers had destroyed several times. When they built their town hall on that ground, the first time, for no reason at all, the town hall just collapsed and killed several people who were in it. Oh, I remember the stories about this. Yeah, yeah. and then the second time it burnt totally to the it ground. It got hit by lightning during yeah. a lightning storm and caught on fire yep. and burnt down, yeah. Burnt totally down. So then after that, they rebuilt it somewhere else, and it's still there today. In downtown Wilton. Well, what is downtown Wilton now, but wasn't supposed to be. be wasn't supposed to be. Because they had built it up on this hill where right. Vale N is now. Yeah. So, which people say that's why it's so haunted, mm. because they did build it on this um, ground where they had this huge Indian fight that started as a place where the Indians had met in order to have a big wedding. But we can go into that in the future if you want. So what ended up happening was the woman who broke the stone off, the other woman, she realized this was probably not a good thing. So she took her stone and she drove back to Valen. Mm. And the whole time she was driving from where she lived to Valen, she kept praying and then she kept asking the blue lady to forgive her 
and to tell her she didn't understand what she was doing, just kept asking her forgiveness, telling her that she was bringing the stone back, and she just kept going over and over and over it, and she brought the stone back, she put it back on top of the gravestone, and then she sat there, and she just kept kept asking the blue lady for forgiveness, and when she felt like she may have gotten forgiveness, she stayed even longer and asked for more forgiveness, and then she left, and she was scared for, for quite some time, and then eventually she felt at peace with it, and she's alive to today, uh, as far as I know. Alive I mean, to tell the story. Yeah, as far as I know, right. at the time I heard this story, she was in her late 60s. That was about, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. So, honestly, I don't know if she's still alive, but if she did die, it was from natural causes. Now, I know that Paul has an interesting story about a UFO in Canada, eh? Hey, yes, I do. And this took place on the Wataw Mohawk Reserve in central Ontario, up at the Muskoka region. Anyway, I had the great opportunity to speak to one of the medicine people, Terry Sination, up on the reserve. And Terry's a guy or a girl? Terry's a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's one, of the, one of the main medicine men up there. And his wife, Lucia. And they told me... Oh, then that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Much more sense now, right? So he told me about an event that took place there on the reserve. There was this group of lights that appeared. It's, it seemed to form a shape, a rather large shape that just hovered for several hours over over the reserve. and It wasn't a blimp. It wasn't a blimp, no. No, not a blimp. And it had these different colored lights that would flash in in, uh, various repeating patterns. Much too large to be an airplane or a jet or anything like that. And it just sat there and hovered. People, of course, you know, they're calling each other saying, you've got to come out and see this. So Didn't say Goodyear on it. Didn't say Goodyear. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) no Goodyear. And it went on for a couple of hours. And Terry described to me in detail the colors of the lights, like one side was orange, the other was green, in the middle were these uh, other colored lights. And I don't want to say specific colors because we all know that planes have a red light on one side, a blue light on the other, and I can't think of that. I can't remember the colors. It was so long ago when he told me this story. Anyway, after a couple of hours, the object, the lights, they just disappeared. They just they didn't fly off. They just stopped. They just vanished altogether. And I've heard about you know people about UFO sightings like this, where the object, rather than going anywhere, just seems to vanish. A and a and this seems to follow that pattern. And what is curious about it, what really makes you wonder, is for the next three nights, there was groups. There were there were groups of um, Canadian military helicopters that flew over the reserve around the area three nights in a row afterwards through that airspace. All three of the ones they have in Canada? All three of the ones that they have in Canada. My mailman knows, back then, he he knew them all as well. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, That's not a joke. There are uh, a bunch of stories up there, including stories about a man in black, which we'll tell in in a future episode. Uh, and there, because there are some really fascinating events that have taken place up and around these some of the reserves up in central Ontario over the decades. Wow. Do you know how to spell Canada? 
C-A-N-A-D-A. <laughs> so I guess that wraps up our first episode, my dear. Yeah, yeah, that does. I hope you enjoyed it. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. This concludes our first episode. We're really grateful that you joined us, and we, yeah. ho- we hope you had a good time. Yeah. Goodness knows we sure did. Yeah, it was great. So we'll see you again next time. In, In the, the spooky coo. <laughs>